Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special bonus edition of the Go Tech Please and Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm absolutely torqued. <laughs> and yeah, I guess I can't do the whole pretend not to know what we're talking about because this show is specifically devoted to the Skipholtz firing and the Sony Combi hiring. I think it's Sunny. Yeah. I we're just, just attacking Nathan tonight. Yep. I, I deserve it. I've been mispronouncing this whole, this man's name all day, apparently. Yeah. Sony Crumble. <laughs> now I want cookies. Likes cookies. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Sonny Cumbie is the new LaTeX football coach. Yeah. I guess we I don't need know. to go in order. order I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's go in order. So starting off, we learned earlier this week before the rice game, for anyone who was not aware, that we were not going to be moving forward as a program with Skip Holtz. And so he would be coaching his last game at Rice and then would no longer be head football coach of the program. This was something that at least people in our Twitter mentions were very happy about because they've been tweeting about it, starting a, a GoFundMe. I really wonder where that money's going now. Oh my Sunny God. Cumbie. Oh God, I forgot about the GoFundMe. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah it's going to uh, Sunny Cumbie. Well, maybe he can buy a nice... Uh suit with it i don't know some cookies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean tech i thought the way that tech announced this was kind of interesting we you know they put out a a statement on twitter and you know a, a news blast on the website and stuff announcing it as a mutual decision you know to to part ways at the end of the season but then, you know, news starts trickling out that he's getting not just part of the buyout, but the full buyout. And then it's like, well, if he's getting the full buyout amount, like, does that mean that he actually did agree to it? Or yeah. um, I think, you know, now on the other side of this all, we we know that Skip Holtz did not expect to be let go. He did not really consent to being let go. Right. I mean, it was it was not a mutual decision. Um, Eric Wood and the tech administration decided that it was time to to move on well um, you know i mean i too along with skip get selfish sometimes um i th i thought it was really interesting the way that you know after the game he said skip said you know basically that he wasn't expecting it he thought that you know things obviously didn't go well this year but like that the program was still heading in the right direction and uh i don't know if that's eric wood or if that's Man. um you know, just a, a disconnect or, or what, but I don't know. I like Skip Holtz. I, I thought he did a great job with our program, but I also think it, it may be, it may have been time, right? Yeah. Yeah. 10 years is a long time, man. Look, I mean, we can appreciate him for what he's done, but you know, up until about, you know, after the NC state game, you know, I was still like, you know what? Like he, the season, we, you know, it's a down year. We played some good teams. Uh, you know, he deserves another year for, you know, what he is, you know, accomplished. We can't give him like, oh, it's a COVID year. And then, you know, one down year outside of that, maybe we don't, you know, give him a chance to write the ship. But as the season kind of went on, especially by the USM game, it was, to me, it was very apparent that this was more than yeah. a down year, maybe. And yeah, things yeah. were kind of going off the rails. And it, it wasn't just that it was the same kind of stuff that's happened in the past. It was you know, not even winning or not even like looking like we were going to compete with USM that night, you know, like what was that's like, we Matt, were you just finished last close. week saying that that was the, 
the worst game of the Skip Holtz era. And I, I tend to agree with you, right? Like, yeah. and it, it's unclear why that even happened. We should have ran circles around USM even this year with our bad team. We should have beaten Rice even this year with our bad, you know, uh, like our team had more talent than it, he was getting out of it or, you know, what whatever it may be. I mean, but he likes to say it's like his most talented team. And I think he's probably said that before, but you can't say it's your most talented team and then go three and nine. Like that's maybe it's unless, coach speak. Unless you're it, like racked by injuries, which we've really weren't we had some but i mean losing not more than starting quarterback is is a i mean in southern miss also had this problem but i i don't think they lost their fourth string quarterback to for the season to injury two games at the end of the season (laughs) i I don't think we're three and nine if if we keep kendall healthy the whole year but i don't think we also keep him healthy the whole year with the offensive line that we had which is another topic for debate i mean i really thought that it was a a year too early at first for the firing when I first heard the news, I kind of felt like you you get if you've been on the program and been as quote unquote successful as Holtz has been while at tech, you get a down year to then go ahead and rebuild. And you could have argued that 2020 was that down year, but it's such a weird year. And we also still made a bowl game that does that really count. And so to to give him one more shot at it, but at the same time, I'm actually way more excited about tech football moving forward than I would be if he was still here. Yes. Just, and yeah. I don't think I'm alone in that. And I'm not the guys with the money that that it really matters if they're excited or not. But it's it's time for some new some new I want to say leadership, but that's not really the problem. Wasn't leadership, but it's, it's some time for some new blood. And it's kind of weird how this worked is because of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, setting conference realignment in order. It leads to all these teams leaving CUSA for the AAC and Sun Belt, and then paying them fees to Tech to then be able to buy out Skip's contract. So Skip's Holtz is still here if Texas and Oklahoma don't go to the SEC. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if, if this same kind of collapse had happened, I think I think part of it, like I alluded to a minute ago, was that it's, it's Dr. Wood, right? I mean, Tommy McClelland may have sat here and been like, yeah, you know what? Like, you get an extra year because you went to six straight bowl games or seven straight bowl games and won six of them. And, but Dr. Wood's sitting here saying like, but hold on like we want to win conference championships we're not man. going in the right direction here and i think that was the problem not it we got tech got a lot of flack on twitter from like you know sort of listen those people that personalities and and people saying like oh they don't they don't know who they are like they're they're firing because if you look at holtz's resume at tech right 64 and 49 and nine seasons um what two conference championship appearances see mm, appearances yeah and you know so two divisional titles i guess if you want to call it that but i certainly don't i want conference titles right but um we got we got a lot of flack from people being like oh like who do they think they are like firing their you know their most successful coach of the fbs era and it's like y'all weren't paying attention because tech football hasn't been fun since like week 10 of the 2019 season i guess we haven't even competed for a conference championship and and the miami game was fun but it was not fun and like a the football game was fun to watch it was fun because we we were the positive side of a meme for once but man look it's not like we're a newish program we've been playing d1 fbs football since 88 we we want to win conference championships like at the end of the day that's pretty much the goal right 
Yep. And we haven't been in a conference championship game since 2016. 2016. You know, that's five years without even, you know, being other teams have done a lot more in the, you know, in those past five years. Yeah. Our peers, our peers, our have. peers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not I'll comparing about, ourselves like, UAB, to UAB has yeah. won two conference championships in that time. You know, that's yeah. Matt, what are your thoughts about the end of the Holtz era here? Uh, I, the timing's perfect. Uh, the team was taking a lot of steps back last year. I know it was a COVID year. It was weird. Last minute scheduling and went five and five. Got destroyed by Georgia Southern. Had some injuries at the quarterback position that might have changed the outcome of that game. Uh, then this year, struggled with consistency mightily. The team, it felt, got worse every single week, which you usually get the inverse of that. So the timing's perfect. Skip's been here. This is just, he just finished his ninth season. No conference title games. Uh, well, no conference title wins. The six bowl wins are special. I think that's enough to get him a, maybe a, a practice field or a, a building named after him in 50, 60 years. But uh, ultimately, you want to win conference titles and you want national, some level of national prominence. And I feel like uh, the guy coming in can at least get Tech to scratch the surface of that level. So the timing to me is perfect. Skip uh, didn't necessarily overstay his welcome. It uh, was just a prudent move by Wood in order to see that the team trends towards improving instead of uh, staying on that. Well, actually, it was trending downwards this year, but uh, things were pretty average the year before that. So, yeah, it was time for a change. And it was the right thing to do. Let's get go. And we saw what happens when a team plays like this team does this year in terms of people showing up to the games and the game day atmosphere and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that Wood was hired to fix was our our game day atmosphere. And so if the head football coach is causing a problem with that, then maybe it's time just for the sake of that to bring in a new guy. I was about to say that that Southern Miss game was probably a very stark reality check. Yep. Or where we were headed, just yeah, in terms of the yeah. atmosphere, because it could was. Could you imagine that the atmosphere next year, if like more of the same, right? And, and next year, our schedule's brutal. Next year, by the way, so like, yep. I mean, next year we're we're going on the road, you know, for out of conference games. We're coming back probably one in three out of those out of conference slate. Like, what is that first, you know, first conference home game going to look like? You know. Um, with Skip Holtz at the helm versus what it's going to look like, even if that's still our record, but you know, we're slinging the rock around the yard or, or we've just got a new direction. We've got a new, you know, I, I don't know that I buy into everyone who's like on the message boards being like, I know 10 people who say they're not getting season tickets again until Skip is fired. And it's like, really, do you care about tech then? If that's the way you, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't get that. Maybe that's a way people feel and, and they're willing to spend money once the coach is fired. I, I don't know. Like, I love tech. The second I moved close enough, I was going to get season tickets, right? Like, I, I don't know. But maybe I, that's why we haven't turned down the wings on the stadium yet is because all those people that are going to buy season tickets now that <laughs> Skip Holtz is gone. We, we right. don't, just don't have enough seats for him. But yeah, right. I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the coach. I'm excited for the atmosphere that may return with some excitement on the field. Uh, and so, yeah, so we hired an offensive-minded guy in Sonny Cumbie, but were there any co- other coaches out there, any other candidates that you saw 
that you thought, I really want this guy to come and take this job. Nick yeah, Saban. Still- <laughs> yeah, Nick Saban. <laughs> sick, sick Nabin. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, there were some names out there, you know, that I think we were pretty excited about, like, you know, Graham Harrell, offensive coordinator yep. at, at USC's name was out there. Matt, I know you were particularly interested in the um, incarnate word head coach, Eric Morris. That was a good one. Um, he's he's kind of turned around a program that has never been good. And, you know, they're currently in the FCS playoffs. So, like, I don't know if that was a factor in him wanting to interview or not. But, you know, there were some other names out there, like potentially Manny Diaz. If he got fired from Miami, like, what would his next step be? Blake Baker might come back, but... Um, That was not one of my favorites. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, there were some names out there, but, you know, I think Sonny Cumbie's name was in that mix the whole the whole time and, you know, really seemed like a front runner for those of us with with behind the scenes access through our good buddy Ben at Bleed Tech Blue. But um, yeah, I don't know what what names were you all most excited about? Uh, Cumbie was definitely high atop my list when I realized that he was going to install the air raid offense which is my favorite uh graham harrell was a little exciting until i realized that usc's offense isn't well it was better than i thought but he he's the oc out there and i don't think he's been in the coaching game very long uh, uh, he's never been a head coach before well, and he's and neither is sunny yeah uh, but uh graham harrell is in his mid-30s and i uh i don't think that this sunny fellow is maybe well he is isn't he he is 40 Oh, so he's 40. He's a man. So, yeah, he's got a little, yeah, there you go. Well, speaking of that, Gundy at Oklahoma State gave a call to Rustin to put in a good word for Tim Rattay. And if Tim... Right, I forgot Tim Rattay, right. Oh, yeah. If Tim, if Tim Rattay, and I wrote this in the chat a few days ago, that I didn't necessarily want him to be the guy, but I believed he was a front runner. And uh, Ben and some others said that he was definitely getting talked up a lot. But if Tim Rattay had, was an OC at a school that was oh yeah scoring a shit ton of points and looked spectacular, I think that would have been the no-brainer one because you always want to hire a coach that is really good at their job, of course, but also that comes from the tech family or from your university family. It's like Jim Harbaugh going back to Michigan. It's Mike uh, Gundy going to Oklahoma State. Exactly. And so, I mean, Ritay coming back to tech would have been really cool, but it's it's not a it's not about that though. It's ultimately the thing that matters most is what head coach can you bring in that's gonna not just turn around the team's uh, uh, fortunes, but is gonna is gonna just bring a new a new attitude, breathe life into the program. And based on the limited videos I've seen of Sonny Gumby this afternoon, Ooh. he's definitely got a a polar opposite attitude and uh approach to how he deals with his players than skip does uh, i never saw skip act anywhere near as animated or as engaging or as uh almost as antagonistic as sunny was in some of those videos with, with his players where he pretended to be the rusher off the edge with his quarterbacks i like that dr wood made this decision so quickly i kind of leads me to believe that he had sunny in mind while skip even before Skip was told he wasn't coming back. Uh, so I like the decisiveness. I love the hire. I wasn't really too high on anybody else. I kind of mentioned Ritay. Uh Harold was tantalizing. Got a little bit more experience. I think you definitely could have picked. They definitely could have picked him. But Tumby makes a lot of sense. And uh, I'm super excited about it. 
Yeah, I mean, my only opinion on Rate is that it's great to hire someone who has the tech roots, but like what we saw with uh, Teaspoon for the women's basketball program, yeah, sometimes right. I'm not it a big did. fan of hiring someone you can't fire. Yeah, yeah, that, and that, kinda, that that just stinks. And you, and and like you said, Matt, if he had been, if he is. If he had the resume that Cumbie has, we would have hired him like three years ago. To be exactly, we would have exactly. got rid of. We got a, We would have told Holtz like, "Yeah, go go be Kansas's coach or whatever. We don't care. We're, we're yeah, gonna because, hire because Rattay. Rattay, Rattay is a hero. I mean, he was he was absolutely incredible for La Tech back in the nineties. We don't need to go into how incredible his resume yeah, but, is as a bulldog, uh, but it's someone who knows the program. He knows the campus. He knows the recruit. He knows the type of athletes that come to the school because he's coached at the school before. But it, it there's something really special about hiring someone one of your own. But the other end of that sword is you can't fire someone like the. Oh, I mean, you can, but it it kind of it kind of destroys that mystique. But uh, I guess rather luckily, Tim hasn't really excelled as a top tier. Well, he's not a coordinator. He's a QB yeah, coach. He's, he's uh, QB coach and co-OC, I think. But I, I don't think, think he's co-OC. I thought he was. But anyway, he's not our coach. So no, I wanted not. to I wanted to walk through, you know, the path that Sonny Cumbie took to get um to where he is now as Louisiana Tech's That path um, was trod entirely in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is not ba- a bad thing for our recruiting nope, efforts, but not at um, all. Back in the year 2000, uh, Sonny Cumbie walked on at Texas Tech. Um, oh, and boy. He, here we go. You know, yeah, he he served as a backup, the third string backup for a couple years behind Cliff Kingsbury, and another name we should be familiar with. After Kingsbury graduated, he moved up to second, and he got plenty of mop up time in, in the 2003 season. Um, behind BJ Simons, who was through, a fucking god, yeah. Um, and then in 2004, the former walk on becomes the starter for the Red Raiders over a highly touted junior college player. Um, but he led the team to seven wins, um, that year. So, not a great season, but not a, not a terrible season. But he finished the regular season as the national leader in passing yards and overall passing offense. So the number 23 ranked Texas Tech Red Raiders went to play Aaron Rodgers and the number four California Golden Bears in the Holiday Bowl. (laughs) And yeah, and Sonny Cumbie threw 60 passes, 39 of them completions for a career high 520 yards and three touchdowns leading to the win. He was the MVP of that season. Um, Should have been carried off on the team's shoulders. I don't know if he was or not. Can't confirm that, but he wasn't. Yeah, so after that, he spent a little bit of time bouncing around the NFL for a couple seasons on practice squads for the Colts um, and the Ravens. Then he played for the Los Angeles Avengers of the Arena Football League and won uh, Rookie of the Year for the Arena Football League, I believe in 2006. But his playing days were were pretty short-lived. Um, played for the San Angelo Stampede Express in 2009. Whatever I love that. it. Um, a professional indoor football team from San Angelo, Texas. Anyway, then he turned his sights to the coaching ranks and started at his alma mater, Texas Tech, as a graduate assistant in 2009 under the pirate himself, Mike Leach. Gradually worked his way up from grad assistant to wide receivers coach, 
Um, then he became the co-offensive coordinator and outside receivers coach in 2013. I believe that's around the time Mike Leach was let go. God, 2013, man. 2014, somewhere in there. Um, so he went over, made his way to Fort Worth to become the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for TCU, a position he held for three years. And then for four years after that, he was the the lone offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for TCU. Um, during that stretch, TCU had some top five offenses. They had that number two stretch where they were number two in the nation for a little bit. But then last year, 2021, he went back to his alma mater, Texas Tech, as the offensive coordinator under Matt Wells to kind of overhaul that offense that had struggled in in Matt Wells's kind of pro-style approach where they're more used to that air raid style. And last year, he actually didn't run as much of an air raid as you might expect. It was a little bit more run-heavy. I believe um, LaTeX Sports Central tweeted out that it was like 56% run to 44% pass, so maybe not what you want to hear, Matt. But I think that might have more to do with the players that were available to him, right? It, the players on Texas Tech right now were recruited for Matt Wells' pro-style offense. So right. I don't and know that I read Cumbie, too much to that. Right. I, I'm not going to. If Cumby's going to recruit, well, he's he's top dog here, so... I don't see a reason to believe he's going to go with a more pro-style offense. It doesn't seem like that's something he would do. Uh, right. He's He comes from the air raid offense as a player. Uh, that's the offense he implemented at TCU. I, I, I would be sorely disappointed if Tech wasn't an air raid offense. That's what I want. If we could just play more, this is a term that's used a lot over in European football leagues, uh, more attractive attacking football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I I'm want down. because I'm down. because yeah. I cannot stand the boy, the delayed handoff the the delayed handoff out of the shotgun that Skip was so from fond the end of zone. And, <laughs> delayed handoff from the yeah. shotgun from the end zone yeah, yeah exactly. and that, <laughs> uh, if I never safety. have to see that again I will be very fucking happy something that did happen folks and yeah. then bubble screen bubble screen bubble screen uh, the just I. And, you know, we're not going to dog skip anymore. Uh, we're not going to have a commemorative episode for him or anything. Uh, I'm thankful for what he gave to the team. In the arms of an angel. That, that's, I don't think that's the right song, Josh. But uh, well, w- w- I, I yeah, guess some no. dogs did die, though. But, yeah, I, I would sound a lot more excited about this hire if I wasn't dead-ass tired. But if the air raid offense are just a very – pass heavy offense is brought to tech i will be super super duper excited but uh that's going to require sunny to get his own guys recruited and we all know that's not something that happens overnight and if he's only going to be here for a few years uh it might never happen well let's not talk about him leaving yet <laughs> i think um, it's an, i think it's what, probably going to be inevitable if he yeah because he's well, going to take us to the top 25 in year three yeah, conference and championship and get, year four, and, and then back to Texas so, Tech. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, even have his staff assembled yet. So let's. He could be very. We could well go three and nine the next four years, and he's stuck here because we spent all our money getting rid of Holtz too. So I mean, yeah. well, three and nine um, for four consecutive years. I guess I'd have to retire from GTPDD. <laughs> so, on that note, what excites you guys the most about Sonny Cumbie? You know, is it? I think for Matt, it sounds like it's the scheme that he. Uh, well, it's not. It's not just that. It's uh, the scheme is number one, of course, for me because I like watching very attractive-looking uh, offensive football. But okay, 
he's a he's a fellow that knows the state of Texas very well and might be able to dig deeper into the DFW area and grab us some some three star and maybe even some four star recruits. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself here, but a lot of three star recruits. Give me something like what are you smoking? Yeah, get, uh, I don't want to get too yeah too far ahead of myself, but a lot of three star recruits out of DFW would be really great. If he can recruit as well as he uh, can shout out brands of hot sauce, then uh, I I feel really good about our chances to improve over the next couple of years. Yeah, what about what about you guys? Um, I mean, I guess I guess I'll go right now. I'm 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 stoked on it. Like, if if anybody listening hasn't seen the video that LaTeX Athletics put out about Sonny coming coming off that plane and just looking like he was so god Honest- dang excited <laughs> to be here, like. Honestly, that video, like, not that I wasn't sold, but like, dude, he just gets off and is like, he just like bro hugs the shit out of Eric Wood. And I was like, okay, like this he, guy, yeah, this guy wants right, this, man. This right is awesome. Right fired up. Yeah, right yeah. off the bat, I could, it was like a, uh, he like pulls him in, man. Yeah, it was like a paradigm shift from the Holtz era uh, kind of lethargy that I was feeling where Skip doesn't really feel like that kind of guy. But this guy definitely seems like he's a player coach and a real high energy. So, yeah, Josh, that was that was a really cool moment. That that sold me on it. Like, I was excited from the beginning, you know, knowing, you know, vaguely about, you know, I keep up with the state of Texas football in general, you know, like. But seeing that just made me so hype for him. And, you know, if he makes some good hires and, you know, he'll he'll recruit the state of Texas well, you know, if he can make some you know, local hires, you know, who knows, who know high school coaches in like Shreveport and Monroe, it'll be, you know, if we get the best four or five years out of him and then he moves on to greener pastures, I'm totally sold on it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, we, we don't know what his staff is going to look like right now. So it's hard to even say like what the scheme might be exactly, hip, but we know it's going to be as OC. Yeah. I will jump off my God. I lost something. my shit with somebody, whoever posted that on the blue tech blue forums that if we hired Joe Sloan, Joe Sloan was another candidate. Uh, the, the offensive coordinator from tech for the last eight years or whatever, um, uh, was another I think candidate anybody here was particularly excited about that. And, uh, somebody said he would just hire Skip Holtz as his offensive coordinator. And I lost my shit. He's probably going to f- follow Skip to Notre Dame. Yeah, of course. <sighs> Good luck, Nathan, domers. What, what are your What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? I'm personally just excited at the change. I think is where most of this is coming from. I haven't a lot of time to look at uh, what Cumbie's able to do outside of what's kind of already been said in this show. I didn't realize how much I would be excited about this change until it's happened, yeah. until everything yeah. got announced, until he's getting off that plane. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm really excited. This this off season is going to be so much fun. I mean, it's going to be a lot of, well, it turns out this player doesn't want to be here anymore, but it will also be just full of excitement of who knows what's coming next. And after a football season of we know exactly what's coming next, it's what's going to be worse than what we just saw. I am happy to have, to at least feel like the optimism I try to bring to every show might be warranted, sure. at least heading well, into the offseason. Something else I'm really excited about is for the first time in 22 years, LaTeX football doesn't have a head coach from a uh, that is the son of a former head coach <laughs> or a head coach uh, because Jack Bignall, uh the third's father was a head coach elsewhere and they had Dooley who was the uh, who comes from you know, coaching uh, a head coach father and they got Dykes 
and skip. So it finally kind of broke the kind of broke that crap. And for the first time this century, uh, seriously, the first time this century, the head football coach of the La Tech Bulldogs isn't going to be the son of a of a uh, of a college football head coach. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I will say, you know, we started the show talking about do we agree with the decision? I think we all said yes. Were you guys surprised by the decision? I yes. cannot uh, believe I, that yeah. Tech made this yeah. move at this time, right? Yeah. Because I, are you I talking didn't... about are you talking about getting rid of Skip or hiring getting rid of, Just just the whole skip. decision to yeah. to move forward, uh, right? Instead super... of giving Skip another chance, giving him the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, uh, I'm so glad that Wood made the decision though, because you don't want to bring Skip back. But what surprised me the most about this isn't that Cumbie got it. It's how fast he got it. I, it was I, very quick. Yeah, it, it, was, it was. Because remember, I was telling you guys that last time this happened, it took seven or eight days before Skip got hired after uh, Sonny left, Sonny Dykes left. My God, we didn't even make it, what, three days? Yeah, and, I uh, joked saying that yeah. we'd have him picked before we recorded. And, and it did. It what do you know? Day, it happened the morning of the day that we recorded so it's it really is insane it almost makes me think that wood had him tracked on his radar before he even conjured the idea to commit to firing holtz well, i uh, think that would be smart right to, yeah, absolutely. to have your guy kind absolutely. of picked out absolutely and i like that wood knows the type of guy that he that fits latex history of having a high-powered offense because this goes back to the to the late nineties when Gary Crouton was the coach and Rattay was slinging the ball around. So uh, tech has a history of having really powerful offenses. So I like that wood has embraced the culture. I hope that the big bone formation survives. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it will, at least in the goal line situations. I am excited to see what kind of staff he puts together. I don't, I, my biggest concern going forward is how good the defense will be. Uh, I don't want another 2012 situation where it's a number one offense with the literal last place defense. You got to find a, a good way to keep that in order. So we don't have a repeat of that. So, but the big things that did surprise me weren't necessarily the firing of skip. It was how quickly we got Sonny in. And I would absolutely love to see what his interview was like, like him just talking about Sriracha. and <laughs> What's your favorite hot sauce? For- and then he just, uh, he was like, doesn't even get to ask him a question. He's just, <laughs> saying, just asking his own questions. Yeah. Nathan, what about you? Were you surprised by how this all went down or, or, you know, what are your thoughts about all that? Yeah. I mean, I really thought that at first this seemed like a move by, uh, Eric Wood to get his guy instead of being kind of second fiddle, even as the athletic director to a coach that's been here so much longer than you to go ahead and just, say, hey, I want to put, like the same way a head coach takes over and says, okay, we may keep some of the staff, but I want my guy at offensive coordinator and my guy at defensive coordinator. Um, I kind of saw that kind of move coming, uh, but I think it's the right thing to do. I'm happy that this kind of thing was done. If nothing else, it shows that the athletic administration is not afraid to pull the trigger when in the past it felt like they kind of have been very slow to make these kinds of changes. So, yeah. All right, so... Uh, to actually wrap this up, yes. I got every week we talk about did Tech go and did Tech die? Did Tech go and did Tech die with the hiring of Sonny Cumbie? I'm gonna have I to mean, say that that's kind of to be determined. They did go because they showed the tremendous initiative to uh, 
get a new football coach hired so damn quickly. And you know that this decision wasn't reached today because Sonny got rusting super duper early today. So it's obvious that Wood made up his mind and probably had all the like officially said, hey, you got the job yesterday. And if that's the case, he hired 48 hours after after Skip got canned. So, yeah, I think we went and got a great hire, at least on paper. But only time will tell if uh, how good it pans out. So TBD on that one. I mean, say as, far, as far as the hire goes, I think we absolutely went and did not die. I mean, you're right, Matt, that we don't know how it's going to turn out. But I mean, all, all I know is I shook hands when, with Skip Holtz the day he got hired. We've got and, uh, people. We all know how that went. But but I think that, you know, when you've got people that absolutely hate us, that will not be named on this show, but people I mean, on Twitter that. who absolutely hate us being like, damn, that's a good hire. <laughs> like. That yeah, means he, something, right? And and yeah. every Texas Tech person that we've seen has basically said, like, man, y'all are getting a good one. Like, I wish some people are saying, like, he was real close to being named our head coach, right? When when they fired Matt Wells and he was the interim coach, but they went with somebody else. And it's like, they all thought that he was going to be a head coach someday and they're happy to see him get his opportunity. And they're they're like... You know, we've got some some Louisiana Tech fans in Lubbock now, and it's like that's great to see. But also, they're like, man, I hate to lose that guy. And so, you know, that's that's the kind of shit that you want to see. So I I think we knocked this out of the park so far. Not as big of a splash name as maybe like a Graham Harrell or you know some other people that Lane uh, Kiffin. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. Wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, the the amount of Texas Tech fans that were like, man, we're bummed that he's not staying here, but you guys got a good one. You guys got a great coach, a good person. And we're super sad that he left us and we're super happy for y'all. And we're going to cheer for y'all is a very stark contrast to the reception we kind of received from other fans when we hired Holtz, which we don't need to retread that. But um, should we ask USF if this was a good hire? <laughs> yes man those dudes were still still They're in still our mentions like a year it. ago like man dude chill out yeah it's uh i don't think anybody was telling us how great a hire skip was from usf or ecu uh, ecu seemed mostly ambivalent but you know back, back in 2013 so what? ecu skip they he led them to two conference titles yep two kusa wow, titles. wow that must be nice kusa titles that skip holtz would ever win turns out yeah well, unless so, he goes to fiu and runs the table every year yep can't wait for that <laughs> um or ulm uh, and runs the sun belt but uh i am excited about it heck went and did the goddamn thing and uh well you can't die yet the season's already over yeah i kind of wish yeah. we were playing like you know like i i don't know I wish that we had a game sooner rather than later if, so we could see. If we had Sonny taking over for an inner, like a bowl game, is it like, man, I'd be, I'd be stoked. Even if we lost, it'd be great to see just that man on the sidelines at this point. Imagine we got matched up with Texas Tech in a bowl game. He had to call both sidelines. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What a fun mental picture. Anyway, that about wraps it up. I think for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, I think rather than do our end of show, Go check out contest results and merch 
Uh, we'll just end this one a little differently because we ran a little bit long. But until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Josh, who is still fully torqued. And GoTech, please don't die. Well, you're not going to shake hands with Sonny Cumbie, so it should go better, hopefully. Well, um, you don't know that. <laughs> well, I certainly hope you're not flying to his press conference, um, you know, tomorrow morning, um, considering Listen, that you haven't visited me. That, that in, is true. In several years. So I'd be a little offended if you flew down to uh, shake hands with Sonny Cumbie.